Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. singing while doing the radio should i but i might i brought my guitar good to have you with us tonight the tell it like it is radio show live broadcast coming live from the studios of kdix dickinson north dakota there's three different ways you could be listening to us you could be listening to us on kdix am radio which is um right here we're right here in the studios of downtown dickinson north dakota and or you could be listening to us on the website kdix.net or you could be listening to us on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. Got people texting me tonight. Good to have Brother Griffith with us. Good to have um, One-Armed Dave with us. Good to have the Schulers in Grafton listening. The Burlington family is listening. The Burlington family. Is that supposed to be the Burling family? I'm not sure. Anyway, good to have the uh, Springers and listening in Belfield. And if you want to be part of this program, text me. 290 or 701, excuse me, 2907862. 701-290-7862. Or you can email me 
Robert Simons 58 at gmail.com. And I, it's good to have uh, Lori from Southheart listening. It looks like uh, Billy or Stormy's listening um, in the Philippines. Good to have him listening tonight. He was back here visiting us, and now he's back in the Philippines. So good to have him with us. Just, uh, okay, oh, we got uh, Casey from Southheart listening. She said, we are listening. So I'm assuming that's uh, Shane and Jackson out that way. Good to have them with us tonight. Uh, going to talk about, our topic's going to be very similar to what I spoke about in our church service today. Uh, probably a little different. I I um, spoke about this in church at our, our 11 o'clock service and then at the county jail this afternoon. We go up to the county jail about 1.40 every Sunday and we have a church service there. We had a really good attendance. I don't know if that's good or bad. That means a lot of people in jail, but I'm glad they were all there. And uh, a lot of my jail people weren't there, so I don't know if we've had some transferred or uh, just different things maybe, but or maybe they've been released and I haven't seen them yet. But we've been doing this jail ministry thing for a long time, and we just have seen so many good things come out of it. And we'd, um, um, I'd love to fill our church up with all those people. I really would. Um, that's, I'm one of these believers that God can change people, so it doesn't matter to me where you came from. I guess the main thing is what you're doing now and where you're going. Those are the things that I'm more concerned about. We have Abe in the studio finally. Turn me up just a little bit. Yeah, turn my volume up just a little bit. Abe in the studio, and he hasn't been here for a while between uh, being gone to visit uh, a girl in Arkansas. And then I think, uh, I don't know if she's listening tonight, but then we've got, um, he was uh, had some... Issues with the cold weather, weather and cattle. He's he's running a, a giant cattle ranch, so he he's got a lot of a lot of things hanging on him. But it's good to have him back in the studio, and that means this program will be on our podcast, which the last couple have not been on our podcast. Probably the two best programs I've ever done in my life are not on our podcast. But uh, no, I'm just teasing. I don't know if they were not. Okay, well, let me. I've been rambling for a while. I'm going to I'm going to get right into it here in just a second but just remember if you want to be part of this program you can text me 701-290-7862 we've got people listening up in Harvey tonight and um, in fact some of them requested that I'd sing a particular song I might do that I did bring my guitar into the studio so we just might do it the mayor of Leffer just texted me and uh, he is up he came up uh, north to Dick or to Dickinson to uh, listen to the broadcast tonight, and um, Yvonne from Bowman just texted me, and she just got baptized in Jesus' name. That's pretty exciting. A couple weeks ago, so um, Scripture says about the last days in First Timothy chapter three and verse. Well, in verse one, it talks about the last days that. Some of the signs of the last times, um, selfishness, covetousness, boasting, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Uh, this is Second Timothy 3, chapter, chapter 3, verse 2. It goes on to say, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof from such turn away. And then verse 7 is where I want to focus. It says, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. And this this verse is very interesting to me that, that people are saying that they're wanting truth but they're not able to ever get a hold of it. They're never able to grasp it. And we're going to discuss why that is tonight. The, um, in, the, in the Gospels, Jesus would end his teaching sometimes, four times to be exact, in the, in the Gospels. He would say something like this, like he said in Matthew eleven fifteen, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. Four times Jesus ended particular teachings like that, which seems really weird. To say something like that. He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. 
Uh, seven times in the book of Revelation, when Jesus was talking to these seven churches in Revelation chapter 2 and chapters 3, Jesus ended his his instruction to these seven churches by saying, He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. And so, tonight on the radio I want to talk about what I've been talking about all day long, is that that people that the most important thing in this life is to hear the voice of God, hear the word of the Lord. That's the most important thing. And I think we would all agree with that. I, I, think, even, uh, I think even atheists and agnostics would have to agree with me that, that, the, um, that if they could hear the voice of the Lord, they'd be very, very happy. Um, I, I, I know that... Um, if, and here again, like I say, I'm, I'm talking about people that have a walk with God, people that don't have a walk with God, people that aren't even sure that there is a God, I think would all want to hear the voice of God, the voice of their creator. It's, I think it's the desire of most of us. Most of us, it's certainly my desire, mankind in general, to hear a word from our creator, to, to see uh, the handwriting on the wall, to have a speak to us through a, a burning bush. I think that's that would be our desire. And so, and I'm I'm assuming that I unless you're crazy, I, I'm thinking that that would be your desire. Now, also, I want to say this: that it's God's desire to speak to us, every single one of us. God, uh, I believe that it's God's desire to talk to us. He He wants to communicate with us. And so here we have a whole world full of people that would love to hear God talk. And we have a God that would love to talk to them. So what's the problem? Why is there, why is God not talking? That's what our, our program is going to be about tonight. You know, um, I, I, um, many times in my ministry, I, I have had a word from the Lord for people who, number one, don't want to hear the simple truth of God's word, or number two, will hear it, but they won't put it into practice. It's just a word. It's just words to them. And this is a very frustrating thing. It really is. And we're going to discuss tonight why that is, why people don't want to hear the voice of God. Now, I believe that, as I said to start the program, I think everybody's prayer is, God, I'd like to hear your voice. God, Speak to me, God. Speak to me, God. And I think if we could hear God answer that, he's, he would say something like this, I'm trying to speak to you, you knucklehead, but you won't listen to me. That's the problem. You won't listen to me because we're knuckleheads. <laughs> that's, maybe I should have called the program Knuckleheads tonight. Well, anyway, that's kind of my introduction. We're going to get, we're going to, Abe's playing the music tonight. I've got my guitar I might play. I got two, two requests for songs. I might, I might do one of those, but uh, stay tuned to the Tell It Like It Is radio show.
Jesus is just a mystery You can't tell me Jesus is just a man You can't tell me Jesus is only history But the message just keeps Lance Appleton song, and uh, God, the message. Boy, that's pretty good. I want to just just about talk about one God after listening to that. Thanks for all the texting, and you can continue to do that, 701-290-7862. We've got some Lomans in New England. We have a brother, Hollis, in Oklahoma, Grace from North Carolina, some Woodses from Beulah. They baptized a person in Jesus' name in Beulah today. Uh, we've got Helen listening. We've got um, Brother Doug Fuller listening tonight. And some people have requested some prayer requests and so on. But uh, just good to have you all listening to the Tell It Like It Is show. We're talking tonight about this concept of ever learning, never able to come to the truth. And really deeper than that is this concept of why people won't hear the voice of God in their life. A lot of times... Um, when I when I think about this, I, I realize that see, as a pastor I, I get I sometimes I get really frustrated because I, I I have a word from God for people, but many times they don't want to hear it. Now, I'm not like one of these spooky guys, but I do believe I have a word from the Lord many times for people. Even sometimes I don't really even say it if unless they ask me. I really don't. I, I don't uh, necessarily say it. Like today, when I was preaching up at the jail, I, I talked about, for instance, I have a word from God for you guys that God's against your drug usage and your drinking. That's a word from God. It really is. That's a word from the Lord. Uh, I really do believe that many times people reject things like that because it's so simple or because they've thought of it themselves. And they don't think it's God. I've got a good friend that is a doctor in Bismarck, and he's a nutritionist, and he he knows a lot about eating healthy. His name's Doctor Greg Chuppy. He's he goes to our Bismarck Church. He knows a lot about it. But what's interesting about this is everything he knows, or most everything he knows, most of us know. Like most of us know that eating um, Cheetos all the time will make you turn into a Cheeto. You know, if, if most of us. No, if you eat marshmallows all the time, you'll turn into a marshmallow. We know that. Like if you eat vegetables all the time, you'll you'll turn into a really healthy person. <clears throat> and I think we know that, but just knowing things doesn't mean we'll do them. I mentioned today in our church, I, I believe I have a word from the Lord to you parents 
that if you let your children play video games, you will rob their childhood. Their childhood will be robbed from them. I believe that. I believe that's a word from the Lord. And how, how can I believe that? How can I say that? Is because of, I know what the Word of God says about addiction, and I also know what spiritual common sense observes. And so there's many, many things like that. You know, um, uh, my wife and I do, uh, over the years, have done a lot of counseling, a lot of spiritual counseling. A lot of married couples have come to us for counseling. And before you light up my phone and say, we want counseling, I'm going to tell you my counseling may not be anything that you're expecting. Because I listen to what they say. Like, let's say marriage counseling, for instance. I listen to what they say. And if the husband's a jerk, I say, you're a jerk. And you need to quit acting like that. And you need to quit talking to her like that because you're a jerk. That's all I've got to say. I'm done now. Now, see, people think that I'm joking when I say things like that. I have come full circle to realize it doesn't make any difference if I understand where you came from or what you've been through as a child or any of those things. What I deal with is a word from the Lord. Like, like um, you know, if you're a, a wife and you're constantly whining and criticizing your husband, I may tell you, you're just a whiner and full of criticism. And you need to stop that if you're going to have a good marriage. You know, if, if, if you come to me and say, Pastor, we need financial counseling. Now, I realize there are people that don't have a clue how to balance their checkbook, and I, I realize that. They don't know, uh, they don't know some things, and I'm not saying they do, but, but my point is tonight, as I just kind of delve into this, is that most of us already know kind of what we're supposed to be doing. But we're not doing it. And so when we hear a word from God in our lives, many times we've, we already know what God wants us to do. We just won't do it. In 1 Samuel chapter 3, we read the story of this young boy named Samuel who God began to speak to in the middle of the night. And he thought Eli, the, the priest, was calling for him. And he kept running to Eli, what, what do you want? He goes, I, I didn't call for you. And finally, Eli realized this must be the Lord talking to this boy. And so he told Samuel, if you hear the voice again, you're, you should say something like this. Speak, for thy servant heareth. And sure enough, in 1 Samuel 3.10, the Lord came and, and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, speak, for thy servant heareth. We live in a religious world that when God calls us, we say, listen, because your servant speaketh. <laughs> you know, we, we want God to hear our prayers. We don't want to hear a word from the Lord many times. I'm not saying not everybody. But Samuel said, speak, I'm your servant, ready to listen. So God will speak to those who are really interested in hearing from them. You know, this, um, you know, this, this, um, in Isaiah chapter 66, in verse 2, it says, To this man will I look, this is God speaking, even to him that is poor and of a contrite spirit, and trembleth at my word. So, so God is looking for people, he's qualifying people to talk to, to look at, to look toward, of people that will seriously consider what he's saying. That goes on in verse 4 of Isaiah 66 where it says this, I will choose their delusions and will bring their fears upon them because when I called, none did answer. When I spake, none did hear. And so what God is saying, it, it bothers him when he talk, he's talking and people aren't listening. Now, it bothers all of us if we're talking to somebody and they're texting. That bothers us all. Um, it bothers me. I do it to people. I shouldn't. Uh, I shouldn't. As soon as somebody's talking, I should just put my phone down. But I, I do that. And and I know how I feel when I'm talking to somebody and they start texting. I quit talking. And I'm, I don't always have a good attitude about it. When someone is not listening, it makes me want to stop talking. God is no different than that. 
if we aren't listening, God will stop talking. He will talk to people that are ready to listen to him. You know, this, um, and, and we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, boy, I got a lot of texts here. This is so neat. People, you can text me 701-290-7862. Let me, let me just, um, I've got, I, I don't know what I'm gonna do here tonight. I got three people asking me to sing three different songs. So, here's the songs. You, you can vote on them. One is called The Old Violin. The other one's called When God Ran. And the other one's called Goliath. And so, you can text me. I'm, I think I'm only gonna sing one of them, but, but um, I might fit that into the program here. But those are all three songs I really like, too. But but anyway, if God is talking, or let me just say this, if God is not talking to you, it could be one of several things. I have four, but I'm sure there's more. If If God is not talking to you, it's one of four things, maybe more than this, but these are the four that I thought of. If God is not talking to you, maybe it could be that you're not a spiritual person. Like, you wouldn't know the voice of God from the, uh, from the, um, uh, you know, telemarketer. You know, you, you wouldn't know the voice of God. I was this person for the first 20 years of my life. I, I believe God was trying to talk to me. I just couldn't make out anything he was saying. We're not spiritual enough. Um, we don't have a desire to hear him. Uh, we don't know anything about him and really don't care. The uh, Wow, I'm getting a lot of votes here on which song. So far, the old violin has it. So far. But, uh, hmm, wow. <laughs> the, you know, this, this uh, i got to quit reading this. If, if God is not talking to you, could it be that you don't have faith? Like what we you know, we we did our our, our discipleship course we we do it I, I teach a discipleship course at ten o'clock on Sunday mornings, and the, and the topic was on faith and how faith is the very first step in salvation. That's why in in Hebrews eleven six without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. The first step to God is believing in God. And and not only believing in God, but believing that God uh, will reward you if you look for Him. And if you're not interested in that, God, you'll never hear God's voice in your life. You won't. Faith is the sixth sense. You can experience many things around you with your five senses, but you can't experience God. Well, I shouldn't say that because you, there, there are times God comes to us in one of those senses. But mostly when you experience God, it's through the realm or the sense of faith. It's the sixth sense. And so there, there is, there is uh, that's number one. God's not talking to you because you're really not interested in hearing from God. And really, I'm not sure why you're listening to this program right now then. Because it doesn't make any sense to me that you are unless you're just listening to make fun of me. Which I'm glad you're listening anyway. Um, I try to keep this really edgy so people like you would listen because I want you to listen. I want you to get mad. I want you to argue with me and yell at the radio and, and so on and even text me as long as you're nice. You know, we can really disagree agreeably, I think. But number two, I believe that many people don't listen to the voice of God in their life because of the cares of this life. They're too wrapped up in this life. Jesus said in Mark four eighteen and 19, he said, And these are they which are sown among thorns, <coughs> such as hear the word, <coughs> and the cares of this world, and the deceitfulness of riches, and the lusts of other things entering in, choke the word, and it becomes unfruitful. How many times have I seen that? People make a start for God, they hear the voice of God in their life, but they get so wrapped up with the things of the world that it deafens them, and they can't hear God's still small voice. I've watched people lose out with God over uh, materialism. I've watched people lose out with God over uh, getting involved in entertainment and sports and all kinds of things. And it's they can't hear the voice of God in their life anymore. I was just talking to a man that has a very unique ministry, and he one of the things he does is he takes men out in the wilderness areas where there's no cell phone, no um, no. Um, anything like that, and he'll uh, 
uh, they teach devotions, they climb mountains and they teach devotions to men. Because he said, we can't really get through to men until they get away from all this stuff. The cares of this world are making us deaf. They really are. The uh, Abe, Abe, look at my um, look at my phone once here and, and uh, see how many what songs they want me to sing. Go through those texts. I just I got um, there's a bunch of people texting me and I I got people wanting me to sing a certain song and I said I gave them a choice of three so I got the old violin when God ran and and Goliath those are the songs that that I've had people text me so I'm, I'm only going to sing one of them. But this, God wants to speak. I believe we want to hear God, or at least we say we do. But the problem is, uh, we won't listen to God. Because either we're not sensitive to the voice of God, or the cares of this life have drowned out God, drowned him out. Or we think that we're smarter than God. See, when God speaks to us, it's very, very simple. Very simple. Like when I said, for instance, uh, God's against your, your nar- narcotics. God's against your, um, your, you know, the Bible says be sober. That means exactly what you think it does. Free from intoxicants. Free from mind-altering substances. Be sober. If you're an alcoholic tonight, even if you're not one, but if you are one, I can tell you what God is wanting you to do in your life. He wants you to quit drinking. He wants you to quit using drugs. If you're driving tonight listening to this radio show here locally in Dickinson, you could take that as a word from God. God is against your marijuana usage. I don't care if it becomes legal in North Dakota or not. Just because something's legal doesn't make it right. And God's against it. If you go into a a, um, psychiatric hospital and you find people that are schizophrenic, you're going to find that many of them used to have heavy marijuana usage. There's something that unhinges your brain with that and it's even spiritual but not good spiritual you see i can tell you a word from god but are you interested and i'm not the only one of course but are you interested in it you know we think that we're smarter than god we think that we're smarter than uh, than you know some pastor that has a word from the lord for us What's, what are you coming up with so far, Abe? Uh, looks like old, violin. old violin. All right. We're going to go with old violin tonight. You know, um, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Pastor Bob here. I'm just talking about hearing the voice of the Lord in our life. This is a song that I've sang at the jail uh, over the last... I've, I've sang this song at the jail for for years and years and years, and I never get tired of singing it, especially at the jail. This is a this is a song that has a uh, it, it's an allegory and then the last verse tells us exactly what it means and I know many of you know this song it's based on an old poem. Well, it was battered and scarred, and the auctioneer felt it was hardly worth his while to waste much time on that old violin, but he held it up with a smile. He said, it sure ain't much, but it's all we got left. Guess we ought to sell it, too. Now who'll start the bid on this old violin? Just one more and we'll be through. He cried out, one, give me one dollar. Who'll make it two? Two dollars. Who'll make it three? Three dollars twice. Hey, that's a good price. Who's got a bid for me? Raise up your hands and don't wait any longer. The auction's about to end. Who's got four, just one dollar more, to bid on this old violin? Well, the air was hot, 
And the people stood around as the sun was setting low. From the back of the crowd, a gray-haired man came forward, picked up the bow. He wiped the dust from that old violin, tightened up those strings. And he played out a melody pure and sweet, sweet as the angel sings. Then the music stopped, and the auctioneer, in a voice that was quiet and low, he said, what is my bid for this old violin? And he held it up with a bow. He cried out, one, give me one thousand, who'll make it two? Two thousand, who'll make it three? Three thousand twice, that's a good price. Who's got a bid for me? The people cried out, what made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped, and he said with a smile, it was the touch of the master's hand. Now you know many a man with his life out of tune, is battered and scarred with sin. And he's auctioned cheap to a thankless world, much like the old violin. But then the master comes in that old foolish crowd, they never understand. The worth of a soul and the change that is wrought, just by one touch of the master's hand. He cried out, one, give me one thousand, who make it two? Two thousand. Who'll make it three? Three thousand twice. That's a good price. But who's got a bid for me? The people cried out, what made the change? We don't understand. Then the auctioneer stopped, and he said with a smile, It was the touch of the master's hand. It was the touch of the master's hand was the touch of the master's hand. Long time since I sang that song. When you're doing live radio, sometimes in the middle of a song, your brain begins to think, do you know the words to that? This is the uh, Tell It Like It Is radio show. Pastor Bob Abram in the controls tonight. Got a lot of, uh, lot of texts here. The, um, the, um, this, um, there is a lot of things here that um, that I need to talk about here. You know, our topic, I'm, I'm going to just kind of keep going here just to make sure that I can kind of come to some kind of finish on this tonight. And please do text me, 701-290-7862. I really haven't taken time to read my emails yet, but I'll try to do that if we have another little break. God wants to talk to us, but we're knuckleheads and we won't listen. That's kind of basic. the basic idea here tonight. Not everybody, not all of us, not all of us all the time. I think a lot of times we won't listen to God because, uh, because we don't want to do what he says. You know, I remember years ago in Dickinson, this was a few years ago, a family called me. They were very worried about their son. He was a bad drinker. He was young. He was probably 30 or 27, and he was his skin was already turning yellow. I could tell that his liver was already being affected. He drank so much that it didn't seem like he'd be alive very much longer. And I went up into his bedroom, and I was talking to him, and I told him that I can help you, but you're going to have to do what I tell you to do. I said, are you interested? And he said he was, but he would not do what I told him to do. And here again, I hope you understand that I'm not God, but I'm using myself as an example that I do have a word from the Lord sometime. Uh, I remember one time I was <coughs> one of my neighbors. His uh, wife or his girlfriend and he had been in a fight. And she jumped out of the window uh, with a couple of kids <coughs> to get away because he was drunk. And she said, would you go over and get my other two kids? I don't know what I was thinking, but I did. I was a lot younger then and I, I felt like just beating the guy senseless is what I felt like, but I didn't, couldn't find in the Bible where that was an approach every, anyone ever used. So I didn't do it. So I get over there and, uh, and he, 
you know, threatened me and wanted to fight with me and different things. And so I sat down on the couch and he goes, preach me a sermon, preacher. And I said, all right, let's start out by dumping all your liquor down the drain. I don't want to do that. I said, well, let's kneel down and pray. Let's kneel down by the couch. Let's pray together. I don't want to do that. You want to fight? And I said, no, I don't really want to fight. So I waited till he passed out. I got the other two kids out, and all four kids and the mom stayed at our house that night. And the reason I told that story is I had a word from the Lord for this man. Let's pour that liquor down the drain and let's pray together. But he didn't want to hear a word from the Lord. You see, a lot of times we think we're smarter than God. And in my case, a lot of people think they're smarter than me. You know, I uh, I, I remember um, there was a, a few years ago, it's been quite a few years ago, I went to the dentist and I had a, a um, cavity fixed. Well, after I had the cavity fixed, my tooth really hurt. So I went back to the dentist and he said, you need a root canal. And I said, I didn't need one before I came here. He said, well, you do now. And I said, well, that doesn't even make sense to me. You must have messed something up. He said, I did not mess anything up. He said, that's just the way it works. Sometimes when we disturb your teeth and fill a cavity, it can it can cause a pain and you need a root canal now. Well, I didn't believe that and I didn't agree with him, so I just left it alone and I toughed it out. The pain went away and I thought, well, everything's fine. A few months went by and one night I had company over at the house even and I had an incredible pain in the in my head. It wasn't in my tooth, it was kind of up in my up up in my head. And I could, it got so bad that I went to the hospital that night. And the hospital said, I told them, I have, I'm having a terrible pain up in my head and it's throbbing up in the top part of my head. And they said, you're having seizures. So they pre- prescribed a anti-seizure medication and a painkiller. And the painkiller helped me so that I could go home. I was The pain was incredible. Well, the next day, or maybe a couple days later, I thought, I'm going to go to the dentist and just see if it has anything to do with my teeth. I went to the dentist, and this dentist walked into his office, and he he told his assistant, she was there in the office, and he, he told me in front of the assistant, there's nothing wrong with your head. You're not having seizures. He said, that's that root canal, and I told you to get it fixed, and what, And I don't, I'm not interested in doing it because you won't listen to me. You need to find a different dentist. And he walked out of the room, and I told the his assistant, go get him back. Go get him back. I like that guy because that's exactly what a word from the Lord is like in our lives. Things aren't going good. Things aren't going right. And we get a word from the Lord and we think, well, that can't possibly be the problem. Well, it is the problem. And if we don't address it, it's going to get worse and worse and worse and worse. See, we think we're smarter than God. We think we're smarter than the pastor. Uh, we think that, uh, uh, I mean, we, you know, th- this is the problem. We, the, you know, there, I don't have a word from the Lord for everybody in every situation. You know, I don't know what color car you're supposed to buy. You, you know, I don't know which job you should take. But there are things that I have a word from the Lord from, and, and I'm just one pastor of one congregation. I'm, if, if you want me to be your pastor and you live in Dickinson, I'd be glad to be your pastor. But, we we have to be able to listen to God's word. I think many times when people won't hear the word of the Lord, or what many times when God quits talking to us, it's because no one is listening. Amos chapter 8 verse 11 says, Behold the days come, saith the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, not nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord, and they shall wander from sea to sea, from north even to the east. They shall run to and fro and seek a word of the Lord and shall not find it. This is certainly what was happening to King Saul in the Old Testament when he saw the host of the Philistines in 1 Samuel 28, 5. He was afraid, his heart greatly trembled, And when Saul inquired of the Lord, the Lord answered him not, neither by dreams, nor by Urim, nor by prophets. 
The reason God wouldn't answer Saul is because Saul wouldn't do what God would tell him anyway. Like, why do you want to know what God wants to tell you if you won't do it anyway? It's because you're a knucklehead. That's why. Hey, play part of a song or something. i got to read these texts before I uh, go on here. i got so many texts, I'm just going to try to read them real quick. We phased that song out, even though Abe picked a song that went along perfect with my topic tonight. I heard the word, the next step was up to me. That um, is so true, and that's what we're talking about tonight, hearing the word of God. Is there a famine in your land today where you can't hear God? I will promise you if there is, it's because of one of the things that I'm talking about, but mainly that you won't listen to God. Like, like um, you know, I told the guys at the jail, today and, and we had a great crowd and, and these guys treat me so good guys and ladies there, there were probably five ladies and I don't know how many guys in my, my county jail service today maybe 20 guys maybe more than that I don't even know a lot and I told them you know I mean we don't want to hear what God wants to tell us like I said for instance God doesn't want you having sex with somebody if you're not married to him and you men need to be married to women and you women need to be married to men and and that's you want to hear a word from God, he doesn't want you having 72 sex partners. He wants you to have one. That's what God says. You see, and when I said that, it was like somebody just slapped some of them right in the face. They were really liking everything I had to say, but that went against what they wanted to do, some of them. Not all of them, of course. You see, like like a word from God has gotten prophets killed. A word from God has gotten prophets put in prison. A word from God has gotten prophets thrown down well shafts. And a word from God got Jesus crucified. You see, a word from God is, you know, one of the most interesting scriptures to me is when Stephen, in Acts chapter 7, was preaching and he got to preaching, and they got so mad at him, the Bible says they plugged their ears. Now, these are these are full-grown men plugging their ears because they didn't want to hear what Stephen was saying. 
They didn't want to hear a word from the Lord. Now, how could we hear a word from the Lord today? Well, we've got our Bibles, don't we? We've got our Bibles. We can, we can hear a word from the Lord through our Bible. The Bible says you can hear a word from the Lord through a preacher. Romans 10, 14. How shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? The Saul of Tarsus, of course that's different than King Saul, but Saul of Tarsus in the New Testament, he had a vision from Jesus on the Damascus Road. But then he needed a preacher in Damascus to tell him what to do to be saved. On the Damascus Road, Jesus told Saul of Tarsus, who of course later became the Apostle Paul, he said, you need to go to Damascus because there's somebody that's going to tell you words that you need to hear. You know, we need a preacher in our life. I'm not, my topic is not having, having, uh, I'm not talking about being a pastor tonight necessarily, but that would be a great topic for the radio. But my story is very like, much like Saul of Tarsus. I had a similar experience to Saul of Tarsus. I was in the hospital. I was a, I was a drug user. I was a drug. I was addicted to drugs. I couldn't quit. I couldn't stop. I was a young man. I was twenty years old. And and uh, I was in the hospital when my oldest child was being born, my son Luke. And when he was born, I felt something in that hospital room that I had never felt before. I came out into the waiting room. And a friend of mine who had just got out of a drug treatment center was there. And I told him, I said, I felt something in that delivery room that I've never felt before. And he said, you felt God in there. Well, that night I went to a party. And, and, and it was kind of in my, on my, in my behalf. And my friends were there. And they had bought some high-grade marijuana and hash and, and uh, some champagne. And, and they were <coughs> celebrating that Bob had his first son. But I didn't use anything that night because I was so high already. I told him I don't really want to use anything because I feel really good the way I am. Well, it was because of that I started to have a Damascus Road experience. A few days later, I was in my car smoking pot all by myself, and I heard a voice speak to me. And this is a long story, and I'm not going to tell you the whole story. But I heard a voice speak to me, and it scared me. But I threw my my drugs that I had with me in a little river I was by. A week later, I told my wife, we should try a different church. I said, let's try that church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. I knew nobody there. I didn't even know what Pentecostal meant. But I said, let's try that church. Well, that was on a Saturday, or maybe a Friday. On Saturday, my friend, that one that had just got out of the drug treatment center, he said, uh, my wife and I were back in Bismarck for the weekend. I was going to college in Valley City. And this friend of mine who lived in Bismarck said, we're trying a new church on Sunday, and we'd like you and Lori to go with us. I go, which church is it? He said, it's that Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. I said, well, it's kind of weird that you would ask because I was thinking of going to that church anyway this Sunday. Well, then my wife got a phone call from her friend Debbie that same day, and she said, I'm getting baptized this Sunday at my dad's church, and I'd like you guys to come and watch it. And Lori said, which church is it? And she said, it's that Pentecostal church on the corner of 16th and Rosser. We show up to that Pentecostal church. I'm having a Damascus Road experience. God is working in my life. He's talking to me. He's leading me. He's guiding me. But there was something missing. And that was a preacher. And when I got to that church, I met a preacher. And he told a story at the end of his little sermon that changed my life. I didn't repent. I didn't get baptized. I didn't get the Holy Ghost right then. But the hook was set. I remember so vividly when God began to speak to me. I remember so vividly. You see, I was ready to listen. I was ready to hear. 
and when I started to listen and when I started to hear the Bible became alive to me. You know, I got I got to let Abe do his thing here. You've got to you got to give out some information about how to get a hold of us. I had you know, when I asked which songs I should sing, I had uh, uh, quite a few say the old violin and quite a few say when God ran. So I'm going to try that God ran song at the end of the program. Well, this is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast coming to you live from Dickinson, North Dakota. You can visit our church. It's the New Life Pentecostal Church. Um, the address is 501 Elks Drive on Sunday mornings at 10 o'clock. We have Sunday school. And then at 11 o'clock a.m. we have a worship service, and you're um, welcome to come join us on Sundays. Um, also, our next service is on Wednesday night at 7.30 p.m. That's the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota. And the address, again, is 501 Elks Drive. Um, if you are from the beach area, you can visit um, a, an apostolic service. Um, they hold service every Tuesday night in Beach, North Dakota, at the Beach Community Center. Um, and you're welcome to join them every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Brother Joe Hostetler is the pastor there, and you can um, get a hold of him or, you know, go go visit their church there in Beach every Tuesday night. Um, also in Bowman, North Dakota, there's a church, um, the church, an apostolic church. It's called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, the address is 18 North Main. Um, Brother Seth is the pastor there, and they hold service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. Um, that's the Cornerstone Apostolic Church in Bowman, North Dakota. Also, if you are from the Beulah area, um, there's a, the Truth Community Church, and that's an apostolic church as well, and the address to that is 223rd Street Northwest, and they have service every Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m., and um, Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. And you're welcome to go join them for that. Um, if you would like to get uh, more information on any of these services or more information about our church, um, you can call or text uh, Brother Simons. Um, his cell phone number is 701-290-7862. Or you can email him. His email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Thank you, Abe. And I'm going to end the program tonight singing the number two pick tonight when I threw out three songs that people were texting me. Um, I got quite a few votes on this old song. I remember the first time I heard it on a Christian radio station. It's a song by a guy named Benny Hester. But I loved it because it's it's everything in a song I like. It, it, uh, it has the Bible in it. But it ties it into a kind of a kind of a neat twist, and this song talks about the greatness of. It's about the prodigal son. It talks about the father in that story, of course, is God, and 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 it says that that uh, the the Bible says that when the prodigal son came home, his father ran out to meet him. And what I like about this song is it ties in how we've got a God that's never run from anything. He's not afraid of anything. He's not scared of anything. But there was a time that he did run. Almighty God, the great I am, immovable rock, omnipotent, powerful, awesome Lord, victorious warrior, commanding king of kings, mighty conqueror, and the only time. The only time I ever saw him run Is when he ran to me Took me in his arms Held my head to his chest Said my son's come home again Lifted my face Wiped the tears from my eyes With forgiveness in my voice He said, son, you know I still love you It caught me by surprise When God ran The day I left home Must have broken his heart 
I wondered then if things would ever be the same. Then one night, I remembered his love for me. Down that dusty road up ahead I could see was the only time. The only time I ever saw him run is when he ran to me. Took me in his arms, held my head to his chest Said my son's come home again Lifted my face, wiped the tears from my eyes With forgiveness in his voice Said, son, you know I still love you Caught me by surprise Brought me to my knees When God ran Holy One Righteous judge, turn my way. Now I know he's been waiting for this day. I saw him run to me. He took me in his arms, held my head to his chest. Said my son's come home again, lifted my face. With forgiveness in his eyes, he said, son. My son. Oh, son, you know I still love you. When God ran. Lord Jesus, today, Lord, we know you're a God of mercy. We know you love mercy. God, and today I pray that people will hear your voice. Because I know if they hear your voice and they call upon your name, that you'll run out to forgive them and meet them. Just thankful to it, to you, Lord, for all that you've done. And we just pray in the name of Jesus. Thanks for listening. Lord willing, next Sunday night we'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Until then, God bless you, and come see us at our church. You are my joy.
Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.